Brought to you by the WZIP Sports Team, this is Sports Power Talk Overtime. Featuring in-depth interviews. I didn't really plan to ask this, but since you brought it up, what's it like kind of having like your own meme? Like, how does that make you feel? <laughs> Exclusive original content. He crosses paths with another best in the world. Oh, that gets you excited, don't it? Oh, that gets me excited. And of course, the hottest takes. My dad used to have this saying, if you don't like the series, you don't like football. Over well, I say I'm a pretty big football fan, and I despise the Steelers. <laughs> okay, okay. <laughs> so get ready, because it's time for SPT Overtime. Ladies and gentlemen, Sports Power Talk is in overtime, and we are making our return to All Elite Wrestling with this overview of AEW's Revolution pay-per-view i am your host logan buchanan and today i am joined by the brian danielson to my john moxley jake murren jake how are we doing today i'm doing great man that was a great introduction there i love that logan you like that i figured it worked well you know oh, yeah. you're kind of oh, more yeah. the the technical logistical guy so i feel like danielson kind of matched your your vibe yeah fair <laughs> enough even though i do hate the chop so i don't know maybe you're danielson and i'm maybe more the, I'm, the well, ruthless more john kicks. moxley type he's more a little bit of kicks so that's fair that's fair <laughs> well uh, of course, AW Revolution happening in the Chase Center in San Francisco, California, this Sunday on March 5th. But before we even get there, we got some matches to talk about on Dynamite. And I wanted to start right away with the Casino Tag Team Royale match. Jake, kind of give your opinions on last week's match and this week. So, Logan, you know, I, the listeners, if they've listened to our past AW podcast, they know as well. The thing I hate most about AEW right now, or the person or team or whatever you want to call it that I dislike the most, is Jay Lethal and Jeff Jarrett and that whole squad that they have going right now. I think Sanjay Dutt is the most annoying human being on the planet. I cannot stand him. Every single time he talks, I want to stuff my foot inside of his mouth so he stops talking. <laughs> like, I have told you this before. I cannot stand him. And the fact that they won the tag team Royale last week uh, against other teams that yeah. I think deserved it more. And, and that was a big thing too. Like Ozzy open was in that match. Sure. I mean, I could not believe that they actually won that. I didn't understand because of the story they were telling. It was, Oh yeah. Trent's going to come back. Big baby face win for the best friends. And then he just got thrown out. Yeah. And I would have loved to see that too. Yeah. I, I've always loved the best friends. Yeah. They've kind of been under the radars since they've, become fully healthy now but gotta give the people what they want <laughs> right right which i mean hopefully this sunday we'll get into it of course with the acclaimed but sure. yeah i mean it was not the greatest sight to see that i know there was a lot of people on twitter complaining about that decision and tonight hopefully they remedy this they mm -hmm. get a fourth team that deserves that spot do you know if is ozzy open back in this one or was it i'm just pretty sure week? Everyone who was in last week's is in okay. this one, besides Jared and Lethal. So I could see three teams, I guess, winning it. Okay. One would be Best Friends, because they were obviously spotlighted last week. One being Aussie Open, because they just deserve it, first mm -hmm. and foremost. I mean, they're one of the best tag teams that isn't under the AEW banner right now. And then third, I could also see Top Flight, okay. just because they've been featured a lot. Obviously, fighting uh, the Young Bucks and the Elite with AR Fox, and mm -hmm. I've enjoyed all those mo those matches a lot i'm gonna go with best friends though i just think the storyline makes sense right now for sure and to pin them up against jay lethal and jeff jarrett in the four-way match at revolution while you know you have the gun club or the guns versus uh the acclaimed mm -hmm. so it's kind of like 
two separate tag team matches combined into one four-way, that's kind of where I see AEW going with it. I get that. I had two teams in mind. One, of course, being the best friends. It just makes the most sense. Plus, when was the last time they had a big opportunity like this? Just give it to them. Um, I could also see Lucha Bros winning. I mean, they're always title contenders in my eyes. Even they've been buried lately. Yeah. I think whoever wins has to be a face team, which is why I didn't mention Aussie Open, because that way you have two face teams and two heel teams instead of three heel teams going up against the acclaimed. Um, But, you know, it's Tony Khan. He could do that. (laughs) I'm going to go best friends, though. I think they're the most likely, especially after last week, which is just ridiculous booking. Ridiculous. It really was. And you would have loved to see Trent overcome that moment. Exactly. But then, of course, I don't even remember his name. The big guy. Satnam. Thank you. Yeah. Like him being there. Yeah. Yeah. Silly. silly. Ridiculous. Moving on. Uh, of course, good friends with the best friends. Orange Cassidy defends his All-Atlantic Championship in a match against Big Bill of the Firm. How you feel? Man, I just really feel bad for the firm. I feel bad for Stokely Hathaway, Ethan Page, Big Bill. Like, when they were first established, it seemed like, yes, this is going to be amazing. But then, of course, the fallout with CM Punk happened, and MJF really couldn't stay with them after that. And it's just been downhill, and it seems like Tony Khan doesn't really know what to do with the firm, Mm -hmm. and you can't blame him because he had this elaborate plan just fall through. And ever since, it just feels like, the validation and credibility of the firm has never really been established. 100%. And that's really that's really unfortunate to say and really unfortunate to witness every single week on AEW television. Right here, though, I just think Orange Cassidy retains against Big Bill. I don't see a title change here. I've kind of been underwhelmed by Orange Cassidy's reign so far. He's defending the title a lot, but my thing with the champion is you also want to hear him on the mic as well. Mm-hmm. But Orange Cassidy obviously isn't known for his promos. Yeah. So, it's kind of tricky putting a belt on a guy like Orange Cassidy. That's the thing. I'm a huge compounder for if the gimmick doesn't need a belt, don't put it on him. Orange Cassidy, his gimmick doesn't need a belt. Yeah, someone that's like, a bad point. Someone like in WWE, Bray Wyatt, never needed a belt. And the fact that they put the belt on him is what kind of killed him. And I'm thinking they're doing the same thing with Orange Cassidy right now. His gimmick's getting a little stale because he has to keep defending the belt. And if he's a champion, he has to keep going outside of his gimmick and doing those really cool moves that he's good at. Yeah. And I'll, one thing I'll add to it as well. I don't think his gimmick is getting stale. I actually enjoy, you know, he comes out with mm-hmm. a belt and a I backpack. Like the backpack. He comes out, just like has it around him and whatnot. I enjoy the gimmick. I agree that he doesn't necessarily need a belt attached to it, but with the all Atlantic championship, I know we were kind of both under the same wavelength when it first appeared in mm-hmm. AW that, Hey, this belt is going to belong to somebody overseas or from Mexico or Canada, yeah, right? and it's going to get defended everywhere. Sure, right? Yeah. To me, I want it to be held by somebody I'm unfamiliar with. Okay. That's how, what I want out of this championship. I don't necessarily want it on an Orange Cassidy or a Big Bill for that matter. Mm-hmm. I really enjoyed Pac with this belt. I thought he deserved it when it was first crowned to him. But I really want this belt to be somebody that, hey, I'm not familiar with, and now this person is bursting onto the scene. Yeah, and I mean – even if it is someone you are familiar with, if it's a European, Australian, Japanese guy, uh, someone like a Miro, someone like a Malachi Black that isn't really been? doing stuff, give them that belt. They need something like a belt right now. Um, yeah, it's just annoying and it's boring. And I'm hoping – I also have Orange Cassidy winning because I don't see how giving it to Bill, Big Bill will do anything for the title. But he does need to lose it soon. 
yeah, it's going to be one of those matches where, you know, a lot of Orange Cassidy matches are like this, where Big Bill's going to win for 80% of the match, and Orange Cassidy's going to come strong at the end. Dan Housen curses him. And... Right, maybe get a roll-up pin. You know, I could see that, but yeah, yeah it, we're on the same. It's just sad. You know, it's kind of in the same place where the TNT title was a few months back, where, what are we doing? Where's it going? Yeah. So, on to... A championship I actually forgot about for a little bit there because he hadn't been on TV. Hook versus Matt Hardy, Stokely's chosen man, Matt Hardy. <laughs> yeah, I hate, I don't like this either. Like, <laughs> why are we doing – I just want Matt Hardy to split from the, mm-hmm. the firm, I guess. But who knows if Jeff Hardy's ever going to make another appearance in pro wrestling or in AEW for that matter. So we'll see what happens with that. I just don't understand what Matt Hardy's doing right now. Hook, I think he's actually kind of lost steam. I mean, he was off television for a long time. He used to be Hook. Everybody yeah, loved his hook. entrance to the game. Like, exactly, send Hook. And now I feel like that's kind of diminished a lot. Mm-hmm. And he's actually now talking on mic here and there, and that's kind of gone away, that kind of mysterious appearance of Hook. Sure. I feel like it's just lost steam. I mean, everybody knows that Hook is going to defend here. Maybe all ego, Ethan Page – throws some interference well, here and there and, and, and that's the on. thing if this championship match was hook versus page or even hook versus lee moriarty i'd be way more invested but matt hardy no offense to him i love matt hardy he's not beating hook yeah no chance maybe like i said maybe ethan page gets involved and then maybe it's like an ethan page versus matt hardy on like the revolution buy-in and maybe it gets nah, settled there. Like, I could see something like that happening. Just give me a reason why this match is happening. Yeah. It makes no sense to me. It, it honestly, and we've always talked about this problem with the booking, it feels like matches just happen. And they try and make a story out of it, but it's not an interesting one. It's just matches for matches' sake. Yeah. So, on to a match that shouldn't even be on Dynamite. Why is it on Dynamite? The revolution the face of the revolution ladder match on dynamite of course starring powerhouse hobbs eddie kingston sammy guevara action andretti ortiz uh i always butcher this name kanoshke takashita Takeshita. Takeshita. Almost. I always want to say what MJF said. Hey, uh, yeah, <laughs> but I can't, right, right. can't say that on air i know i messed it up last podcast but i feel like i got it now kanoshke takeshita takeshita AR Fox and newcomer Commander. <sighs> really boring. Really yeah. boring lineup. I think my biggest complaint about this is qualifier matches. Like, that's the biggest thing to me. Like, I've always been a fan of WWE Money in the Bank, right? Mm-hmm. And the most fun part of Money in the Bank to me is like the qualifying matches sure. to see who's in the match. You don't see WWE just like a week before Money in the Bank being, boom, here's all your participants. Participants and, in the ladder match, and right? when when it is, it's all of the top stars are the ones right. going in. Yeah, it. I really love the idea of a qualifying match because one, it's booking that makes sense, yep. and we agree that right now AEW has a problem where they're just booking these matches that don't necessarily make sense, or just making them for the heck of it on just a one week feud type deal. Making these qualifying matches would have made so much sense. Mm-hmm. And you have guys in this match like Action Andretti and Sammy Guevara who have been feuding a lot lately. Why can't you just put them against each other for a qualifying match? Exactly. Or, you know, if you're just going to have these guys in – if you're not going to have any qualifying matches, if you're just going to say these are the guys, this is the match, why is a guy like A.R. Fox in here 
but Daniel Garcia isn't. Someone who could have had a feud mid-match with Sammy Guevara. Yeah, and I think my another big thing about this match, and I think you'll totally agree with me here, Logan, whoever wins it, we can debate on who's going to win it, right? But yeah. whoever wins it, they're not going to win the TNT belt. No. Like, whether it's Samoa Joe or mm. it's Wardlow coming out of Revolution, whoever wins this, this uh, ladder match is not going to dethrone that TNT champ. There are only two men in the match that even have a sliver of a chance. Two men. Who That's are? it. Powerhouse Hobbs and Sammy Guevara. That Whoa. is it. Eddie, Eddie Kingston? No. Sammy, I love Eddie. Sammy, Sammy. Nothing. Action Andretti? Nothing. Ortiz? Nothing without Santana. Where's he been forever? Gone. Takeshita? Good wrestler. Has nothing besides that. AR Fox? Good wrestler. Nothing besides that. And Commander? We just found out about him. I mean, I give a little bit more respect to Takeshita. I mean, I love what he's doing. Mm -hmm. I mean, I know you weren't as high on his match with Brian Danielson Danielson as I was. I think that's a match of the year candidate so far. I thought his match with MJF was pretty decent. Yeah, it was so good. I mean, every single match he's in and just these elaborate moves that he brings from his background in Japan. I mean, he is a super talented wrestler, and I could see him winning. He's one of two people that I could see winning the slider match. Now that we're actually predicting it, you know, we got our grievances aside. Uh, I would love to see Sammy win, obviously, because he's my favorite wrestler. But, I mean, what he's doing right now doesn't make sense for him to win. He's probably going to fight with Action Andretti off to the side the entire time. Same thing with Eddie Kingston and Ortiz. They're probably going to be fighting off to the side the entire time. I could see Powerhouse Hobbs winning because he's kind of been booked lately with that book of Hobbs, the story of Hobbs, whatever. Yeah, it might and be. they had a little bit of whether it is Joe and Wardlow, they've had heat in the past. Exactly, so. and he was kind of. I think we were even talking about a, a trio match, or no, it was a trio it was match. a trio's yeah. match, yeah, of Powerhouse Hobbs, Wardlow, and, and Joe. Samoa Joe. So putting him right back into that feud by winning this and. Getting the sonic ring at the top of the yeah. ladder, right? So dumb. <laughs> so dumb. Like, I could see Powerhouse Hobbs winning this match and just reinserting him right into that feud with mm-hmm. this new gimmick in a way. Or I could see Kanoshke Takeshita winning. Okay. Somebody I'm sneakily rooting for that's not Sammy Guevara is AR Fox because I love AR Fox. Just nothing for me. Sure. I mean, he's nothing more than just a really great wrestler. Yeah. But I love what he does. And I'm sure he's going to have incredible spots oh. in this match oh, with no. Sammy Guevara. I'm not. Okay. Yes. Hate that there's like no booking behind this. Yes. Hate that it's on Dynamite. But this match is going to be nuts. Especially yeah. with Sammy, Andrade, Takeshita, Commander, all these guys. They're going to make this ladder match both brutal and amazing to watch. Yeah. Without a doubt. It's going to be a great match. And I guess I'm not. As opposed as you are, as it to being on Dynamite, as it is on Revolution. Yeah, I don't really understand either, but Revolution, it's already going to be a long card. The main event's a 60-minute Iron Man match. Sure. Like, it's going to be a long card. And I know you're a fan of that. Me, I'm not. The past couple AEW pay-per-views, I'm struggling to stay awake during Mm -hmm. the main event. It's gone that long for me. So I'm not too opposed to having it on Dynamite and... One thing that AEW does well, and you can complain about AEW in many ways right now. Yeah. But one thing that they do well is put matches that should be behind a paywall on free TV. Yeah. And I appreciate that. And that is what we're getting here with the Revolution Ladder Match. My final prediction, though, I'm going Kenosuke. Okay. I really think he's going to get it just over Powerhouse Hobbs, even mm-hmm. though I could really see either one of those winning. I, I think I'm going to go with Hobbs. I think it's the safest pick. Um. Like I said, really only him and Sammy have a chance. But like you mentioned earlier, 
Sammy's storyline doesn't fit right now. If Garcia was in the match, I think it would have been phenomenal for Sammy to throw Garcia off the ladder and grab it. That'd have been great storytelling, but Garcia isn't in the match. Yeah. So, and even Garcia's storytelling has been rough lately. He should have just abandoned the JS when he was with Back Danielson. Back in summer. Yeah. The summer. Yeah. And now he's just uh, kind of a nobody right now with the JS. Like, in, it is so shocking because within the JS, he isn't even a top five member right now. Which is shocking. Because you know who's had more screen time, more stuff? Jericho, Jake Hager, 2.0, Sammy. I might even put Tay Mello above him right now. <laughs> wow. It is insane what they've done to Garcia. I would put I would put Tay or Ty Mello above above Danny right now. Yeah. But I mean two point I mean they were in that tag match last week. But they've done Garcia really hasn't really done much. Exactly. I think he he fought action, right? Or yeah. Starks or something Didn't he along lose? that effect. I think he won because that was when Oh the Jericho, the Jericho arm thing. Yeah. Yeah. It's just annoying, especially when we were so hot on him six months ago. And now he's a background character. Yeah, I mean it's all about Chris Jericho trying to stay relevant and credit to him he has. He's still relevant. He's has a card on, at, or has a match at Revolution. Yeah, but what he's doing to some of the members within his own faction, not the greatest for sure. Um, well, that finishes us off for Dynamite. Sadly, we have nothing for Rampage. Not a single match has been announced, so we can't really predict anything that isn't there. Yeah, and Rampage has been terrible lately. So even if they did announce something. Who knows? It's probably going to be a buy-in match. like Right. And they've booked the trios titles on Rampage a lot lately. So, if anything, we might get something. Like a promo, maybe. Right. Attack. We might get something with House of Black and the Elite. But that might be it for, for Rampage. I'm not expecting anything really special. No. Um, two matches that I want to bring up that aren't confirmed, but we both have talked about. One, Christian Cage versus Jungle Boy Jack Perry. Ooh. Finally back. Finally back to this story. Yeah, I'm excited about it. I really think this is going to get booked. I feel like we're probably going to get another attack of some kind this Wednesday. And then moments later, Tony Schiavone's going to be like, oh, just heard from Tony Khan. Yeah. We got this match booked. And who knows what the stipulation why did might you be. Give, why did you give Tony a JR voice? <laughs> I don't know. By God, we got, a, we got a title match booked. We got a booked match. <laughs> Yeah, I, I just think it's funny when they pull that. Tony Khan tells me oh, we got I'm getting, this match. It's in my ear. Oh, yeah, yes. Okay, it's official. <laughs> right, or how every single main event on Dynamite, we're going past the limit of TV <laughs> yeah. time. Tony Khan tells us we're going as long as it takes. Then every it always time. ends at 10 o'clock. Every time. Like, on the dot. Like I just don't understand that. How does that make an audience more excited? It doesn't. That the match might go a couple minutes longer, but it never, it never literally does. never does. It always <laughs> ends at 10. I don't understand it, but... Anyways, yes, I do see this match getting booked, and who knows? There might be a stipulation on it. I mean, we don't have a – I guess we have, like, a couple stipulations for Evolution, but I can see them throwing a stipulation on it as well. Also weird that Luchasaurus isn't seen. Well, that's the thing. I feel like he could come up at Revolution. Yeah. Help Christian Cage win, and I feel like they could really make this feud longer if they want. I mean, it kind of got interrupted with Christian Cage's injury, obviously. Mm -hmm. I could see – I think that would be my prediction. Luchasaurus comes back. Who knows what side he's on right now? You could flip. You could make him flip again. Yeah, but I think he helps Christian Cage win. And that's, I think that's how it would go. I think Cage wins too, just because 
like you said, they, this feud I don't think is over either. There's probably going to be a huge blow-off match, like, in a cage or with ladders and chairs, you yeah. know, the match. I mean, uh, think of a steel cage match between Christian Cage and Jungle Boy. I mean, Jungle Boy had that insane steel cage match against Luchasaurus. Sure. And I think that was the last time Luchasaurus was on TV. I believe so, too. So you put them in a steel cage, you book it as if, hey, I beat Luchasaurus in a steel mm-hmm. cage. I can beat you in a steel cage as well. Make that a main event of a random dynamite, and boom, that's a great card. Yeah. I mean, I could see that 100%. Good prediction. Good prediction, yeah. Jake. There we go. Little fancy hey, I'm booker over there. I'm full okay. of them. Well, I won't go that far. <laughs> Next up, we have the nothing championship of the TBS title. Jade Cargill. She's she's kind of won me over over the past year. I like her. Don't like her reign. Kind of sick of it. And usually she's on either a buy-in or one of those lesser matches. So we had to throw the TBS title in there. I wanted to ask you though, who do you think she should face? Right now, it's really hard to say. I mean, I think she's already beaten Red Velvet mm-hmm. lately. I don't, I don't, I'm not 100% sure on that. She's beaten everyone lately. You could throw Red Velvet in there, I guess. But right now, it's it's really hard to say. Yeah. I really feel like Chris Statlander was the one to take the belt off of her. And, of course, she has just been dealing with the injury mm-hmm. bug every single time she gets back. So I feel bad for Chris Statlander. Hopefully, she comes back and she can take it. But my one thing – and. She's won me over, too. I'm not really sick of the reign. I'm sick of the feuds that she yeah. has been in in her reign. But one thing I'll say is, like, she has this undefeated streak, right? One thing with an undefeated streak in professional wrestling is when you get to a milestone in that streak, usually something big happens, mm-hmm. right? So, like, when she was approaching 50-0, and 0, I thought, okay, who's going to stop her when she's 49-0? and 0? Mm-hmm. So she becomes 49-1. and 1. And that is a great storyline to run with, and I believe her forty or her fiftieth match was against like a Kiara Hogan. Or yeah, something. it meant like, nothing on a rampage. It meant it meant nothing, and she became fifty and zero, and that was it. Now she's like 54, 53. Right? Who even knows? And yeah, I'm, I will save my thoughts on the women's division because I kind of it's not going to be a hot take. Maybe it is, <laughs> but I'll save it for the trios match okay. for the AW Women's Championship that we'll get to later on in the podcast. But, yeah, I don't even know who she's going to fight, whoever she does. I'm hoping – so I've heard rumors, and I've been looking on Instagram. Chris Statlander seems to be coming back soon. So fantasy booking, if every if the stars align, Jade Cargill does open challenge at Revolution, Statlander answers it, and she wins. That's my what I would love. Yeah, I would love it. I'd love to see it. Even if she fights a nobody, wins, and then Chris Statlander just comes out afterwards sure. and, and points or, yeah. you know, maybe gets into a, a brawl, but, like, and just po- something to set it up. <laughs> and points. Well, she could just point you. at her, you know? That classic Ronda Rousey pointing at the <laughs> WrestleMania sign type thing. Yeah, I mean, just set something up for her, please. No more one-week feuds. Get, even if it's just a month feud. Something. More yeah, than a I mean, week. You could even draw it out. Like, I'm assuming whoever takes the belt off of her – like, that feud's probably going to continue, right? Yeah. Like, you'll probably get the rematch clause, and who knows how long that would take into effect with the baddies and things like that. Mm. So, and, I then Nyla, and then a Nyla Rose feud. Oh, and my <laughs> goodness, dude. Why does every women's champion <laughs> first offense is always against Nyla Rose? Uh, it is. Yeah. Every time. Well, on to the actual confirmed matches. To start us off, we've already mentioned these two earlier. Samoa Joe and Wardlow are fighting for the TNT title 
Wardlow just came back. New haircut, new attitude. Is he beating Samoa Joe? You know I love Wardlow. He's an Ohio guy. I love my Ohio guys. Wardlow looks so weird, man. He does. I can't get behind he it. He does. He looks so, so different. And all it is is like a ponytail. Mm-hmm. But he looks so different. I have no idea who's winning this match, Logan. Like, I could see both men winning it. I hope Wardlow gets it back. I think Wardlow's going to get it back. Just because I don't really see a future where Samoa Joe holds the ROH belt that he has and the TNT belt. He's the belt. king of television. Right, he's the king of television. <laughs> And I know ROH got like a somewhat of a TV deal mm-hmm. lately, so maybe Samoa Joe is going to be on that. Yeah, filtered over there. I think Wardlow's going to win it. I hope he wins it. I think he deserves to win it. Yeah, and that's where I'm going to go. I have no clue why they gave the belt to Darby just to take it off him right away. I don't either, and I really like Darby getting it back. I was I I was expecting him to hold it for a decent amount of time. Yeah, I don't understand. You know, if you were I'm guessing that they knew it was going to be Samoa Joe and Wardlow at Revolution. Why not just have Samoa Joe go on this huge reign? Beat Dar- beat guys like Darby. Beat guys like maybe an Action Andretti. Uh, some of these not lower tier guys. but And then have Wardlow come out. Why give it to Darby just to take it away? Was it a week? Two weeks later? Like it was either two or three because Darby got some title defenses yeah. in, that, in that little short reign that he had because he's a beast. <laughs> yeah, and I like I don't want to discredit the matches because those matches with Samoa Joe and Darby Allen were fantastic. Mm-hmm. Loved watching them, but I agree in terms of booking, it didn't really make sense to give the belt to Darby just to take him off a couple weeks after, give it back to Joe to ultimately set up this this feud with Wardlow. That was already gonna happen. Didn't make sense to me. Um, so I have Wardlow winning two. I just think Samoa Joe needs to go focus on Ring of Honor um, and Wardlow. I hopefully he gets the TNT title run that we thought he was originally gonna get, where he actually defends it on pay per views. And I don't have much hope for it. <laughs> I'll tell you that right now. Not very hopeful. <laughs> Even though he's an Ohio boy, you don't think he's gonna defend that? <laughs> no, I mean that's nothing on him. That's everything on Tony Khan. He just has not known how to book this TNT title since. I don't even know. Since Cody held it. Cody, but also, I mean, I think the early reign of Sammy, Sammy was good yeah. until Scorpio, Scorpio Sky, Sky got in. Exactly. I think when Scorpio Sky got involved, that's been just the downfall <laughs> of the TNT Championship. We obviously had hope when Wardlow won it the first time, and at first it was okay, and then he teamed with Samoa Joe, and now it's just been and garbage then ever since. Joe got it, and then we had a little glimmer of hope with Darby, because he kept defending it, and it was great matches, and now it's back on Joe. Yep. What are they doing? What? I don't get it. These these television titles, man, the TBS, the TNT, they really can't book those, can they? No. And honestly, we're going to be complaining a lot. We've already complained <laughs> a lot on this podcast, and I'm not done complaining a lot about AEW. I mean, the product has changed sig- excuse me, significantly lately, and I think in a lot of good ways. But in terms of the booking... I think there's been a lot of bad decisions as well. And obviously, yeah. we'll get into it more later. Of course. Uh, we'll, we'll move right along to the Trios Championship match. The Elite. The the Elite. Kenny Omega and the Young back, bu- the young Bucks will face the House of Black, Malachi Black, uh, Brody King, and Buddy Matthews. I know you wanted this match for a while now. How are you feeling that we're getting it? How I'm feeling that I'm getting it 
is different than how I feel about this feud happening. Okay. I love that we're getting the match. I love that we're getting the feud. I hate the way it's being done. Okay. And I didn't realize that this match was the one we were talking about next because when I said, we're going to complain a lot on this podcast, this (laughs) is something I have to complain about, Logan. (laughs) Rampage has been the most insignificant wrestling show on TV in the past three months. I think it is the most insignificant one. Exactly. (laughs) Why are we booking the Elite versus House of Black on Rampage? And you could, you know, play devil's advocate and say, well, Rampage, if Rampage is so terrible, why wouldn't you book such Mm -hmm. a good feud on Rampage? Well, the booking isn't good on Rampage. I'm fine if you book it on Rampage, but make the booking better than (laughs) saying the Elite, what, are they scared of the dark? Like... (laughs) You're turning off the lights. They come out. You turn them off again. They're gone. <laughs> they're scared. Of the That's shit. been the booking, Logan. I don't understand it. These men are so talented. All six men in this match are so talented. And what are we doing? <laughs> the Elite hasn't even had a promo. <laughs> the Elite just fought, uh, or the Young Bucks just fought Ozzy Open on Rampage, which was a great match. But what does this have to do with defending the trio's titles at AW Revolution. This feud has been so lackluster, and I have been begging for Elite versus House of Black ever since the trio's titles were brought to AW. Ever since the best of seven series between the Elite versus the Lucha Bros ended, I have been wanting the House of Black to get the trio's titles. But with this lackluster feud, I don't know if they're going to get them. You're you, still laughing at the the the, the, the dark, dark thing, line. yeah? Because I, I do you think this is why the elite won't defend it against the dark order? Because they're afraid of the dark. Maybe, <laughs> maybe. I don't know, man. There's something there. I think there's something there. I really do. You got a conspiracy just, theory that they need nightlights, dude. I'm just really frustrated right now. I really am. This because House of Black deserves it. Mm-hmm. The elite, again, one of those gimmicks that. Don't need a belt. They don't need it. Yeah. They don't need these trios titles to go off and do something amazing. Oh, man. But with the lackluster feud, my prediction is the elite. What? After all of that? House of Black deserves it. But with this, this has been such a lackluster build to a match that is going to be amazing. To a match that should crown new trios titles. Is it going to happen? With the feud that's been settled so far on AW television? I don't think so, man. I think the Elite's going to defend very, very unfortunately. You know, I can never bet against my boys, the House of Black, no matter who they face. So, of course, I got to go with them. Uh, But some of the reasoning behind it, too, is if not the House of Black, who beats the Elite? The Firm? No. The JAS? No. The Embassy? No. (laughs) No. The only people I could see, honestly, is either Aussie Open with Will Ospreay, which that would be an amazing match. Oh, I'd love it. Or AR Fox and the Martin Bros. We've already seen that twice, though. Exactly. That's the other reason that I can't, I don't want to see it. I need the House of Black to win it, so that way we can get fresh feuds, fresh stories. Hey, I'm right there with you, man. I really am. And I wish it, I, it should happen. Mm -hmm. It should. Will it? With the booking, I don't think so. That's where I lie on this match. Sad to hear. Sad to hear. It really is. 
well, it's sad to see the booking that they're doing. That's what's sad. I'm, I'm excited to see if you have something to complain about this match. We have Chris Jericho versus absolute pretty Ricky Starks, where no one from the JAS will be allowed at ringside. How do you feel not only about this match, but the feud so far? I think the feud's been all right. Like, it's at least been on TV for a couple months, Mm -hmm. which is something to be said more than, like, half the feuds (laughs) that are booked on Revolution. So that's been good. I kind of like the Ricky Starks and Action Andretti pinned against the JAS for so long. I've kind of enjoyed it, actually. Do I care about this singles match at Revolution? Not really. Do I want it to have over 10 minutes? Not really. Mm -hmm. Do I think Chris Jericho is going to win? Not really. <laughs> I'll give it to Ricky Starks. I mean, maybe somebody else comes out to try and help Chris Jericho. I could see that, but I'll give it to Ricky Starks. I think his future is a lot brighter than Chris Jericho's yeah. right now. I think it makes sense for him to win, but like I said, I just don't want this match to take up too much time. For sure. I think I, for for a while there, when this match got announced and confirmed, I thought, oh, well, this just means a new member of the JS is going to be there. Because, well, Chris could say, well, he's not in the JS yet. Now he is, but... Well, originally it was no one is allowed to be ringside. Mm-hmm. Then they actually changed JAS. it to no one from the JS yeah. is allowed. So but that's kind of where we're kind of on the same wavelength there, Logan, where it could be somebody else. But who? That's my problem. Who would it be? I, I can't see really anybody who would benefit from being a part of it, this story. Honestly, it might give a little juice to JAS that they need. Maybe. If they get somebody on that AW roster, throw them in, and maybe it's kind of a prominent name to where like, they, oh. make, they make it like Chris Jericho's sidekick. Okay, okay. you know what? I'm going to book you think like Tony Khan. You know what Tony Khan's going to do? Give you know to who's going to join the JAS? Action Andretti. Tell me that's not the most Tony Khan booking you've ever heard. They've been feuding for months, but all of a sudden, you know, he's seen the light. He wants to be a sports entertainer now. And he joins the JS. Yeah. I don't want to see that. No, you. I don't want to see it either, but, like, that's going to happen. That's, yeah, it's going to happen. Yeah, that's a great point. And that makes me so upset. So, you know what? I just thought of that. I'm not even going to acknowledge it. From now on, I'm giving my prediction. I hope that Ricky Starks beats Jericho within like a minute. You know, does a roll-up pin, uh, something like that. One, we need the time because of the 60-minute Iron Man match. We need the pay-per-view time. And two, it adds a little bit of heat because Jericho's been losing like that for a little bit now. Um, yeah, Ricky Starks. I, I hope Action Andretti doesn't join the JS. Honestly, I'm kind of – I won't change my prediction, but I'm coming very close because I really do see that happening. Because that's the most, that is the most Tony Khan booking. That is stereotypical Tony Khan booking. Yeah, and then the feud would continue. The JS would stay relevant. You could do Action Andretti kind of becoming JS number two. Obviously, mm-hmm. Jericho's number one. And then how does Sammy and, and Daniel Garcia feel about Action Andretti, you know? There could be some conflict there, and I could Jake totally Hager's see in that the happen. back, like in his hat. <laughs> That's the only good thing about the JS right now. Is Jake Hager in his hat? Yeah, just at the end of every promo. I, I like, like this, this hat. hat. Yeah, dude, I love it. 
That's the most entertaining part of the sports entertainers is hey, Jake Hager's That hat. and the beginning of his walkout. <laughs> yeah, the, Those honestly. are the best parts about the JS right now. Uh, well, moving on to one thing that you definitely can complain about. Uh, the tag team fatal four-way for the AEW tag team championships, of course, being defended by the guns against former champs, the acclaimed new team that no one likes, Jeff Jarrett and Jay Lethal, and the winners of our prediction for the Casino Tag Royal. I believe we both settled on best friends. Yeah. Okay. So we'll just say versus the best friends. Who do you see walking out as champs? It's got to be the acclaimed. You would hope it would be the acclaimed. I don't know why the guns even have these titles exactly. right now. Exactly. Sanjay Dutt's going to be on my television on Sunday. <laughs> that makes me want to hurl. <laughs> I'm just going to leave it at the acclaimed. They have to win. Yeah. And here's the thing. I'm not against the guns. But why did they have the titles over the acclaimed? Why? In what universe does that make sense? We're we're talking about Tony Khan understands that the acclaimed need it. Because he fixed his problem last September when he gave it to the acclaimed. He fixed the problem. And now he created a new one by putting it back on the guns. Or back, putting it on the guns. Jeff Jarrett and Jay Lethal, why are they on TV anymore? Why is Jeff Jarrett still on my TV screen? The best friends, as much as I love them, I don't think they should hold it over the acclaimed. And that's sad to say. Because you got to give the people what they want. But the people don't want them to be tag champs. Yeah, I mean, the only two things I could see happening... Would be the acclaimed getting in the titles back or the guns retaining. Yeah. But then again, Tony Khan surprises me week after week because he still is making this team of Jay Lethal and Jeff Jarrett relevant. And that's so questionable to me, and he's still doing it. Yeah. So I could even see them pinning the guns. Oh, I hope not. You know, like I really oh. could see that too. I'm going to go the acclaimed though. Yeah. Mainly hoping that it happens, but I I think Tony Khan's going to – Think better of himself and put it back on on the acclaimed. I hope so. I hope so. Because if he doesn't, then I don't see the acclaimed beating the guns on a dynamite or a rampage or maybe on double or nothing. I don't see it. So if the guns do hold it, the acclaimed may not hold the, these titles again for a few months, which is very sad to see. Yeah. You hate to see it. What I don't hate to see is the Texas death match with Hangman Adam Page facing off against John Moxley. Why are you throwing things, Jake? My keys <laughs> fell out of my pocket. It's all good. <laughs> Who do you got winning this Texas death match? Finally, we're at something good here. Yeah. Nothing to first complain thing, about first here. First thing not to complain about. Nothing to complain about here. Love the match. Love the participants. Love the stipulation. Could see either person winning. Nothing about this match is predictable. It's going to be an absolute slugfest. Oh, yeah. There's going to be blood everywhere. Oh, yeah. It's going to be a great match. Oh, yeah. Give me Hangman Adam Page. Oh, yeah. I'm so glad we're on the same page here. Uh, yeah. Wow. Okay. Wow. Sorry. Just had to that was that terrible. One. Yeah, I know it was. Almost as bad as John blading himself every week. <laughs> but this match is going to be crazy. I, I'm glad it's not an exploding ring death match because we've seen how that goes. Um, but... A regular death match in AEW usually screams banger of a match. Of course, we've seen uh, Kenny and John Moxley. We've seen, I believe it was Moxley and Lance Archer. 
Was it those two in a death match? I think so. Okay. Lance, it was either Archer versus Moxley or Archer versus Hang- or no, it was Archer, Archer versus, versus Moxley, Hangman versus Adam Cole. Yeah, that That's was, was it. All of those matches were phenomenal in my oh, yeah. eyes. So, putting these guys in the ring, you know, when it's done, hopefully it's done because I don't see them going past this match and still feuding. Um, kind of want to see Hangman maybe go for a belt. Otherwise, I don't really see where his story lies. Give John some vacation. He deserves it. Yeah, I really think this is like a number one contender match. Whoever emerges from this feud, and then whoever wins MJF uh, Danielson, mm-hmm. like that's going to be the next guy. Yeah, I just John deserves a break. He's been carrying this company for so long. He just needs a break. Give him a few months to go spend time with Renee. Go go get on a beach somewhere. Just give him some time off. So Hangman has to win this match. Kind of send John a little bit of ways, and then he can have a big return in a few months. I'm so glad we didn't complain about something. This is the new waters we're in right now. Yeah, it's about to change literally right now. <laughs> well, it couldn't last long as we've gotten to the AEW Women's Championship match. Jamie Hayter defends against Soraya and Ruby Soho. Start complaining, Jake. Why is every Women's Championship <laughs> match at a pay-per-view a triple threat? It is. You know why? Because the booking for the women's division has never changed. <laughs> it's always terrible. It is. And this is my thing. This is kind of my hot take, I guess. And we'll see. Maybe it's not. Okay. Based on what you have to say. Every single time the AEW women's division gets a huge debut, we think everything's going to change. Mm-hmm. It was Ruby Soho when she debuted. Mm-hmm. It was Tony Storm when she debuted. It was Soraya when she debuted. All three of those women, when they came to AEW, we were like, this is amazing. Mm -hmm. This is going to turn the tide. New stories, new matchups. New stories. All three of these women could easily become AEW Women's Champion. Like, this is fantastic. (laughs) The wrestlers don't matter. Tony Khan does not know how to book a women's division to save his life. And it's not hard. We, AEW, could have Mercedes Monet. Mm Mm-hmm. Could have Becky Lynch. Could have Charlotte, Charlotte Flair, Flair. Could have literally every single women's, women's wrestler in the world. In the world that is fantastic at what they do, and it would still be terrible. Yeah, because Tony Khan does not know how to book these wrestlers, and these are good wrestlers that deserve better. Yeah, this women's division has been terrible ever since Britt Baker lost the title. Good wrestlers, and it's not even that they don't have good good mic skills, so they're good storytellers. They just don't just have a story the to tell. Are, the stories are terrible. Exactly. Why is Tony Storm and Soraya all of a sudden heels? Why are they representing coming to this company late? That's yeah. their whole gimmick is that they're newcomers and, like, they used to be in WWE? Yeah. That's their gimmick? What are it, we doing here? And that's here? the thing is the every story that we've seen in the women's division could have been better. Could have been if the writing was better, if the booking was better, but they aren't. They're awful. And here's the thing about the women's booking. If you booked them even half the way that you booked the men, it would be ten times better. And why does it have to be different? It doesn't. That's my thing, too. Why are we treating these things differently? You can book them very similarly. You could book them exactly the same. Exactly the same. Yeah, I don't know why there's just this shadow when it comes to the women's division right now. And I guess that's my hot take, regardless of the talent that is in AEW under the women's division. 
it's still going to be bad. Do you remember when Danielson first came back and he kind of turned heel against Hangman? Yeah. And how it worked yeah. as being the former WWE guy? You could have done the same thing with Soraya and Tony. Book it like that. Like how Danielson did. Yeah, and just the fact that we're getting another trios match, or another, yeah. another three-way match, just, it's bothersome. And Jamie Hayter, I think she deserves more. Ruby Soho. Soho, like, she deserves so much more. She's fantastic at what she does. Mm-hmm. And Soraya's getting thrown in this match, too. Yeah. I'm sure we're going to have a lot of interference, whether it be Britt Baker, uh, Britt Baker Tony. Tony. Like, we're going to get a lot of interference here. I think the safe pick is Jamie Hayter. That's who I'm going with. I think whoever wins is going to pin Ruby Soho. Sadly, I don't see Soraya getting pinned. Yeah. And I think Ruby Soho deserves more. Yeah. I would love to see Ruby Soho win the title. For sure. I would love it. But I think it's going to be Jamie Hayter. Yeah. I, I, I swear, every time we do one of these, we talk about the women's division and how it could be better. And it somehow gets worse. It never will. That's my hot take. It never will. Regardless of the yeah. talent, it doesn't matter. I, I don't they need someone someone because you know how there's producers for this kind of thing uh, there's writers and producers over in WWE they have the likes of Finley uh, I believe Jamie Noble they kind of run Tyson Kidd they run the women's division and the stories that go through there those are great minds of wrestling and I'm sorry but AEW has amazing minds of wrestling in the back that aren't being used where's Jake the Snake Roberts the stories he could help show, amazing. Tully Blanchard, the stories he could tell, I don't understand. And literally, all it would take is one, like, not a wrestler, because that's clearly not the issue. It's mm-hmm. the stories. It's the, story. it's the booking. All it would take would be one. You could put a valid mouthpiece on a wrestler, you build them up over time, and you book a one-on-one match. Oh, I know, that's crazy, right? Yeah. A one-on-one match. Yeah. You do that. I mean, it could be fixed relatively quickly. I just have absolutely zero hope that it will be. Yeah. I I think the saving grace, and I hate to say it, but the saving grace would be to put Britt Baker back in the title contention. Oh, I don't hate that at all. Jamie and Britt, it's what it should have been from the beginning. Britt Baker is the best thing in AEW. Absolutely. Women's. I love Absolutely. Hate that she's from Pittsburgh. Love that she's from AW. You hate the DMD? I love the DMD. I hate the hometown of the DMD. <laughs> but, no, I love Britt Baker. She, I mean, she even's got her start in Cleveland up at AIW. Love what she's doing. Just, just so you listeners at home know, when me, Jake, and when we were coming back from Baltimore, we had to drive through Pittsburgh, and he actually looked nauseous. <laughs> Oh, I can't stand it, dude. Just even looking into Heinz Field and seeing all those yellow seats. Or not, it's not Heinz Field anymore. Acre Sure Stadium or yeah. whatever it is. Like, yeah, it makes me want to, yeah, do terrible things to that stadium. <laughs> yeah, it's it's so sad. Especially when AEW has had amazing stories. Yeah. And the women just get nothing. They get forgotten. They really do. And yeah. we'll see, like, in this placement of this match it's going to be one of those matches between two fantastic matches and where you have it in our outline and in this format could be where it is yeah because it's going to come after an insane death match and that's going to be before an insane iron match and this is going to be the match that most fans break go to the bathroom go go grab more concessions yep and we kind of just tune out for scroll on twitter see what's happening yeah it's really unfortunate it is uh, well, moving on. Did you did you say Jamie Hayter? I said Jamie Hayter okay. as well. 
like I said, the saving grace is going to be Britt Baker. Yeah. It really is. Um, yeah. On to an amazing story, in my opinion, though. Danielson versus MJF in a 60-minute Iron Man match for the AEW World Championship. Jake, I believe, is this the first Iron Man match you've ever seen? Ever seen? Like, ever watched live? No. Okay. Interesting. I know you you stopped watching for a while there, so I didn't know if you've seen an Iron Man match. They're sparing. They're yeah, not a I lot. know what Pack and Kenny had one. Did they? Yeah, I believe it was a thirty minute Iron Man match. Oh, on but not a, a full sixty a minute. Ago. Not a full sixty. Yeah, minute. it was like a thirty minute. Gotcha. I've, I've seen some back in the day in WWE before I kind of stopped being a wrestling fan, but yeah, I mean it's an insane stipulation, and the fact that we're getting these wrestlers for sixty minutes, mm-hmm. it's gonna be great for me. The 60-minute rule, for it to be good, really depends on who's in the match. It really does. Brock Lesnar and Kurt Angle, one of the best matches of all time, 60-minute Iron Man match. Uh, I believe it was Triple H versus The Rock, amazing 60-minute Iron Man match. Danielson and MJF going 60 minutes. Whew, I'm excited. I am excited. One, it gets to showcase Danielson's cardio and ability to tell us a story over that long of a period, but it's also going to show shine light on MJF's ability to do that. Yeah, it's going to, and nothing to complain about here. I love this match. Love this feud. If you look at pro wrestling as a whole, I think there's only one feud that tops this. And of course it was like Roman Reigns versus Sami Zayn and the bloodline. Yeah, that was number one, but easily number two, I think is MJF and Brian Danielson. I think MJF versus aw honestly right yeah i i think this is the the number two feud in all of professional wrestling which is no knock on it at all no it's fantastic love that they've really booked this feud for a month or two it's been long yeah danielson had to go through that gauntlet of competitors on dynamite week after week after week and that kind of seemed like that's what Dynamite is. It's the Brian Danielson gauntlet. That's yeah. That's what I watched AEW for was these segments. Yeah, it, it forever it just seemed like that's what they were running with. But we all know who's gonna win. We all know it's going to be Maxwell Jacob Freeman. There's no other pick. Are you? I mean, I don't know. Danielson might win. No, there's no, there's <laughs> no chance. I I have another question because I figured we would both pick MJF. There's two different sides of an Iron Man match. One where no one gets a fall until, like, the last minute, and then, boom, last fall wins. I mean, sometimes we've seen overtime. Of course, the first ever Iron Man match, Bret Hart versus uh, Shawn Michaels, went into overtime. Or you have the Iron Man matches where it's back and forth the whole time. You know, we get huge numbers of points. Where do you see this match going? Do you see high amount of points, maybe MGF stacking some uh, wins up so Danielson has to come back from, or do you see it as a stale match for the whole hour? I think it's going to be mostly back and forth. Okay. And I could see that underdog story being told with Brian Danielson where MJF is using the dynamite ring. Mm-hmm. MJF is employing help from other people. Mm-hmm. He's attacking the arm. He is pinning Brian Danielson. He might be up 3-0. And then Danielson brings it within 3-2. There are two seconds left. He starts the pin. It would have been three. Ooh. You're done. Okay. And I think that's how the the Pack and Kenny Omega match I, ended. I, now that you said that, yeah. it does remind me of so that. So I don't think they'll run with that, but I think it's going to be like a back and forth type w- thing. 
I had a very similar thing. I honestly, the same numbers too, three, two with MJF up. And I think the last like five, maybe 10 seconds, Brian gets in the label lock and MJF passes out, but the ref doesn't call the bell yet. Right before, right when he's about to call it, time's up. So it's still three, two MJF wins, but he's passed out. I like that more. I like that a lot more. I think that makes sense. Because MJF, he doesn't want to give up. Yeah, and if you do any more than three pinfalls for the winner, I think it discredits the loser. Mm-hmm. Like, if you're going to have Danielson get pinned four times, yeah, uh, that's Especially rough. within an hour and yeah, with a and guy like person, Danielson. Yeah. Um, what I've seen before is, uh, I don't remember which match it was, but the heel actually got disqualified by beating up the face and then pinned the face, like, twice. And so helped him like it got that heel extra points but it also didn't hurt the face too much interesting well i'm glad we both agreed and we had no complaints for this one either shocking no complaints for the 60 minute iron man match no complaints man and honestly overall like i still love aw Mm -hmm. i'm gonna watch every single event regardless of how much i dislike certain things i'm excited for revolution and i trust tony khan to fix things over time but Right now, yeah, it is kind of hard to just watch these very entertaining matches and not look at the broader story of things. Yeah, it is really hard. Uh, well, Jake, you know, as we do every time, can you please run through every single match with your winners? Do you just want the Revolution or Dynamite as just well? Just Revolution. Just Revolution for the TNT Championship match. I do like Wardlow. Could see Samoa Joe winning, but I like Wardlow to take the TNT title back and then beat whoever wins the face of the Revolution ladder match uh, tonight at AW Dynamite. For the Trios Championship match, it should be the House of Black. <laughs> I want it to be the House of Black, but with the terrible booking leading up to this match, I think they'll, they'll keep the Trios belts on the Elite. For the Chris Jericho versus Ricky Starks match, I'm still leaning towards Ricky Starks, mm-hmm. but I really like what you came up with when it comes to Action Andretti potentially getting involved here for Chris Jericho, which would be an interesting twist. Then the fatal four-way match for the AW Tag Team Champions. Give it back to the Acclaimed. Everyone loves the Acclaimed. You, you got to give it back to them. Texas Death Match, Hangman Adam Page. I think he wins it. I think he becomes the number one contender for a, a match against MJF in the future. AW Women's Championship Match. I like Jamie Hayter winning that one. And then the Iron Man Match, Maxwell Jacob Friedman beating Brian Danielson. Oh, alrighty. Well, I'm going to run through mine for the TNT championship. I have Wardlow winning and getting back his title, hopefully going on for a amazing reign that we originally thought he would go on for the trios championship. The house always wins. Give it to the house of black. They deserve it. If they don't win, I don't see where they're going after this. I also don't see where the elite goes after this for the Chris Jericho, Ricky Starks match. It's going to be absolute pretty Ricky Starks. He's got to win. He's got to beat Jericho, even though I did mention that little booking with Auction Andretti. For the tag team four-way match, I have the acclaimed winning back their titles from the guns. In the Texas death match, I have Hangman Adam Page beating John Moxley, putting an end to their feud, and moving him up into the main event with Maxwell Jacob Friedman and Brian Danielson and the likes of them. For the AEW Women's Championship, I have Jamie Hayter winning over Soraya and Ruby Soho. And as we said in the 60-minute Ironman match, I also have Maxwell Jacob Friedman retaining his title. What a card. What an interesting card. Yeah, it should be a lot of fun. There's some definitely spotlights on this card. And even the matches with bad booking, they're still, they're still going to be incredible 
professional wrestling matches. Yeah. As much as we complain about the story, the matches are great. Yeah, and this could easily be like a card of the year for 2023 if everything goes well. It's going to be exciting. Hopefully it doesn't go too late for my own <laughs> health and well-being. But you got to take a power nap beforehand. Uh, I'm not much of a nap guy, but it, it should be exciting Sunday night to watch some good old A.W. Wrestling. Yeah, A.W. Uh, revolution back in our lives. Well, that will do it for this episode of Sports Power Talk Overtime. As Ricky Stark's theme says, the revolution is televised, so go buy A.W.'s Revolution and watch this amazing card. Once again, as your host, my name is Logan Buchanan, and today I was joined by Jake Murren. Listeners, please enjoy A.W.'s Revolution paper. Thank you.